Hello, welcome to the Unknown Stories podcast. My name is Jurgen Nieuwenhuizen from Unknown Group and your host of today. With Unknown Stories, we dive deep in talks with founders that fix the future. We'll navigate backstage into their world of their venture, tickling our curiosity and learn about things we've never thought of before. Today, we talk with Thijs from Warp VR. Warp VR has built a platform and technologies for their clients to create VR trainings in all sorts of sectors. We learn why more and more companies switch to VR instead of regular e-learning, what the future of VR might look like, and, little spoiler, we learn how to rob a bank, or maybe not. Well, anyway, after this intro, the conversation starts right away with Thijs explaining the service they provide on their platform. So get ready, enjoy. We create the technology, we create a platform uh, where our clients subscribe to, where they can create these trainings. So they create these VR trainings on our tools, but it also makes sure that, you know, the right people can access these VR trainings. We do integrations with all kinds of systems. uh, And obviously there's a a data component, which is very uh, important. Uh, So, you know, all the data from every session that these employees go through are, are recorded. So our clients can draw conclusions from that. So that full package is, is uh, what we deliver. Okay, so creating uh, the content the distribution to the, to the users and the analytics, the data. Exactly. Creating in VR, isn't that very advanced? Is it difficult for clients? It, it can be advanced, but you know, our mission is really to, to make it as easy as possible, both for creators, but also eventually for players, so for employees. So on the side of creators, you know, you have to see us as kind of an authoring tool. So it's really a simple solution. You know, we call it a flow editor. It's, it's kind of a drag and drop system. So it's pretty easy for, for clients to, to kind of work with this. And so mainly instructional designers at our clients, so mostly these are enterprise clients, yeah. they actually use our tools in order to create these trainings Uh, we do help them and in most cases we actually offer workshops to clients where we tell them a little bit about vr so you kind of need a little bit that vr mindset let's say in order to to create high quality trainings yeah Um, because it's a little bit different than you know let's say creating an e-learning so most of our clients they have you know 10 20 years experience with creating e-learnings and this is kind of the let's say advanced version so they kind of need that mindset changed a bit you know from creating e-learnings to vr uh, and then we explain them you know kind of how the tool works um and how to create these vr trainings uh and and after the, the workshop you know they created their first training and you know they got the know-how actually to to keep on going and how long does it take for them regularly to create such a training uh, on average we are seeing uh, roughly between three to four weeks in order to create one training uh, really, it kind of depends on the size and, and the complexity of the procedure. And, and, but it's, and it's always kind of in two phases, so a little bit about the kind of that process. So initially, it's really about writing that scenario, kind of thinking about the learning goal, which you know, dilemma should be in there, which questions, which answers, etc. So they're all nonlinear, uh, so to say, one starting point, multiple endpoints. Yeah. Um, and then they record film. So everything's done based on 360 video. So once they have the script, you know, they, they, uh, they download the script, they print it, take it to the film set, record everything they need, you know, they, all the scenes that, that require filming. And then they combine it two, and they've got, you know, the scenario itself. Uh, you, you also offer them a film set or do, do they often have that themselves? Or? Most of the time they have it themselves. So we have a, diff- a few different options. Either way, we assist with, with uh, script writing and filming. 
but most of the time clients do this fully themselves so they've got you know media producers on the team for instance they actually use uh they, they purchase a 360 camera so they can start filming uh but sometimes th these are also you know third-party agencies who actually come in and you know already help these clients for for decades and now also do kind of the, you know the vr productions yeah Okay, can you give me an example of this creation of of of, uh, of any type of uh, content? Yeah, well, there 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 are many, obviously. So, kind of a little bit into the safety security area, a bank robbery, for instance. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's actually you know a, a scenario we helped with. It's uh, to rob the bank. Well, extra income uh, yeah kind of yeah now we uh, we we helped with setting up you know the full script but also with filming and uh yeah it's it's that's been a really cool and you, know, you train a guard a security person or now you train, you train actually, the robber no well yeah maybe <laughs> that would be a good idea now you train the the, the branch employees so oh, yeah. uh yeah. and this is for a large bank in austria called erste bank um they've got you know many branches and you know these banks sometimes get robbed yeah um and there's a procedure i mean eventually there's a procedure uh, but the thing is as well you know these are high impact situations you know so you can learn them from e-learning or you know you can learn them differently but you know it's kind of an emotional you know thing that it will happen to you once yeah. this is uh this is the case so in order to really prepare for something like that you need that emotional preparedness as well so yeah. this is really what vr is giving so you know people put on the vr headset a guy walks in to the branch uh with a with a knife and he robs the bank you know what are you gonna do you know are you giving money or not uh, there are other people in in the bank uh what are you gonna say what are you gonna do so that full procedure uh that's something we recorded uh together with uh with erste bank and then uh, you also you recorded actually in a in a bank or we recorded in a bank uh police was involved as well because mm -hmm. eventually you know this rubber runs out of the bank yeah. with a bag of cash and a knife in his hand so in order you know to it's a real yeah. film set exactly yeah. in order to not disturb you know people on the streets so police was involved as well uh but i think the the, the kind of the best part of this whole story is the, is the impact you know that we create so later on we've heard from employees at the bank or specifically one employee at the bank that after he did the vr training a couple of weeks later his bank actually got robbed oh, wow. uh he did the vr training so he was prepared and and he told us or at least that's what we heard afterwards that he was more relaxed you know he was more calm um because he he's been in that situation before yeah. and he exactly knew what to do so in that case it really helped him that was also my question like what is the advantage of vr but I can imagine this is much more immersive than a YouTube video or reading a book about uh, all the procedures. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the impact that you can create and, and also kind of connect, you know, that emotion, whether it's it's kind of a fear or an anxiety or maybe it's even happiness or whatsoever, connecting that to training, that's really what makes, you know, the training sticky. The equipment they can buy, they have a film set they can buy, they, the corporates, the clients that you work with, they do a lot themselves. What is the component that, that your company adds with the technology that makes it that this platform uh, is special, that the client can't do it all without you? really the easiness to to use the tools that we create so in everything that we do you know the ease of use but also the scalability is is crucial so in everything that we do we make sure that clients can create kind of a, an, an unlimited number of training scenarios but also an unlimited number of employees can easily be trained so we really make sure to take that into account and that's really what we're getting back also from clients saying hey you know the tools that you provide are so easy to use we can do it ourselves you know it's easy we get better also over time that we you know when we're creating more and more vr trainings um you know this really works for us
And if I now imagine what you explained, uh, I imagine sort of like a decision tree, as you say, and you have certain video clips that you add to the different steps. And then every time when you follow the training, there's a decision you need to make. And that decision follows into a different video clip. Is that how I can understand it and yeah. what you offer? Yeah, that, that's that's pretty much true, let's say from kind of a functional perspective. Yeah. So it's it's indeed branching scenarios. So you've got one starting point and there's a question, you go can go two ways, you can go left, right, and then you would see new videos. And within the videos, there are interactive objects, you know, either way it's an arrow, it's a question and answer, or you need to select an area in a video. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got multiple endings, you know, you can choose the right path and you get five stars and, you know, a, a, a nice message. Or either way, you get one or two stars saying, hey, you know, next time you play this keep in mind to do this and that and then you click on play again and you try again uh, but also what we've seen is that you know really the story-based approach really works so you know on a functional level this is branching and these are you know questions answers but in order to really feel to be part of that scenario we are helping clients creating story-based scenarios meaning that you know you put on the vr headsets you are somebody and you are in a location, uh, you play a scenario, you know, something happened uh, and you need to react and you experience the consequences of whatever you do. So maybe you go left in a fire evacuation scenario, mm -hmm. but it's not the closest exit, you know, and you can experience, you know, some consequences of that. So really experiencing those consequences and, and, and kind of feeling responsible for it, you know, because you made that choice, um, that really is what makes uh, this a great impact. Yeah. And that means that you have a lot of different storylines. Absolutely. You can make all those decisions and all those storylines then need to feel uh, logical to the to the user. Yeah, it kind of really depends on, on the learning goal and, and kind of the size of the scenario. So sometimes it's really, you know, interesting to, let's say, explore a multitude of options. So, you know, the scenario gets bigger, but sometimes let's say it's a customer service training in a retail store. Yeah. Scenarios can stay pretty compact because, you know, it's just one customer with one story, with one complaint, for instance, and you need to help her. I mean, that, that could be, you know, pretty compact as well. Yeah. So it's not always necessary to offer, let's say, 10 choices to, to a employee who's training for whatever. Often your know, two or three choices could be good enough in order to still feel immersed and be part of that story uh, and kind of learn from that. Yeah. And then uh, you also said uh, you help with distribution. How do the employees of, of such a company use the trainings? Because yeah, they, they need a VR set. They, uh, how does that work? Yeah, so uh, there are kind of two parts to this. So one is hardware, the other one is kind of the integration within the company itself and yeah. the tools they already have. So to begin with the last, you know, we do, we integrate with any learning management uh, solution, an LMS um, within companies. So we, we connect to kind of all LMSs out there, uh, which is really convenient for our clients because they can create kind of a, a blended learning approach. So to so to say, uh, yeah. where there's an e-learning, maybe there's a classroom session, there's a workshop, and there's a VR training. So you can actually launch the VR training from the LMS. Um, but employees can, you know, obviously play on VR headsets, which is the most immersive experience. You know, once you have the VR headset on, you're there, you know, you're immersed, you're in that scenario, and it's pretty difficult to think about other things at that yeah. stage. But we also offer playing on smartphones or tablets. Yeah. which is often easier in terms of scalability, not always the most immersive experience, but we also see that as a step up. So sometimes, you know, employees decide to play on smartphones, for instance, but do kind of that same scenario later on on VR headsets. And and the VR headsets, kind of how they, how they are being distributed is is a bit different from, from client to client. So we never see the case that, you know, a client's 
purchasing a thousand headsets, let's say for a thousand employees. Yeah. So it's always being used as a shared device. So either way, they're being put in a learning room, VR learning room, or still it's it's kind of classroom based. So 20 people in the classroom, 20 headsets. Uh, and, and even sometimes, you know, employees get the headset, they bring it home, but they have to give it back after a month or two months, and then they go to new employees. So it kind of differs from client to client how they yeah. do the rollout. I can imagine you, you have just a, a training that takes you a few hours, but these are also trainings that take much longer or... Well, it's actually way shorter. So these, yeah. these are more kind of, you know, I would almost say micro learning concepts. So on average, going through one training, so which is kind of one branch of a multi-branching scenario yep. is, is on average about five to six minutes. So and then you play, you know, again, maybe a third time. So it would take you 15 minutes, you know, with the VR headset on. Uh, we have seen training scenarios where people are in for 30 or 40 minutes even, but that's really the longest. Playing VR is also... You know, it's it's also important kind of how you incorporate this in the rest. So, you know, in these classroom sessions, for instance, yeah. you know, what we often see is that people play, you know, for half an hour, maybe max an hour, but then they take off the VR headset and they discuss about it. So, you know, they ask each other, you know, what have you seen? Why did you go left? Why did you go right? You know, explain to me. And in that discussion, you know, there's also a lot of, you know, learning, obviously. Yeah, but I can imagine... Um there isn't uh, any multiplayer yet. If you're all in the same room, it's still that you're following like video. It's not... Uh, Correct. Do you see a future in that as well? We definitely do, yeah. yeah. We, we're currently working on it. So, but but ab- absolutely, you know, the, the VR training in itself is kind of an individual, you know, learning process. And, you know, only after taking off the headset, it, it becomes social, let's say, you know, in the discussion. Yeah. Uh, but yes, we are exploring kind of multiplayer um, options, you know, where either way, multiple people are playing the exact same training scenario and they kind of need to discuss within VR, you know, no matter if they are close to each other or you know, on the other side of the world. So they can be in that exact same training, discuss and and from that point on, you know, try to make the best decision and go through a scenario like that. Yeah. Uh, but we're also exploring options on, you know, a player, the first player making decisions affecting a scenario of, of another player. So, you know, imagine kind of a pilot, co-pilot kind of situation, yeah. uh, which you could definitely do with video. So that's, that's going to be interesting as well. Yeah, because um, then it starts to touch upon gaming. Yes, true. Yeah, I think we already is do. That a new, uh, new, is that new for you then, if it, if it goes that way? or I think it's more of a, um, it's not new in that sense, but it, I think it's more of a um, um, in-depth way of kind of approaching gaming. So in everything that we do currently, you know, there's gaming involved um, because, you know, although these are videos and there's interaction, um, there's a lot of autonomy, for instance, you know, uh, this is really what, what comes from games, you know, in order for games to be, interesting to play for players you kind of need autonomy right i mean you, you need to make be able to make your own decisions and yeah. affect the outcome of whatever game you're playing which is the same for kind of the training scenarios that we have but also kind of you you need to be able to you know progress in the skill set you have so also in games you know the, the the more games you play or the more you play a certain game you get better at it which is you know exactly the same for what we do yeah so al- although you know not all vr training scenarios will feel like a game there are definitely gaming elements in there uh, and yes, we, we are going to improve on that. Yeah. And what, what type of um, uh, people in the company do you have in terms of developers or uh, sales? Like, but Yeah, a, a pretty typical B2B SaaS probably. So uh, we've got developers indeed. So, um, you know, back and front end, specifically VR developers. But yeah, yeah obviously also marketing, sales, uh, customer success. So How everything's the there. At the moment? 12 employees at right. the moment. 
And um, in terms of industries, what is currently um, a typical like large clients or is there is it across a lot of industries or? Yeah, it's typical as large clients. So, you know, at least 3000 employees plus uh, often, often even larger. Uh, we see a couple of industries working well. Um, heavy assets driven industries or, or uh, you know, such as um, uh, oil gas, uh, but also transportation. So KLM, Dutch Railways, for instance. Uh, we also see retail banking, kind of that area, you know, more from kind of a customer service perspective. And why, why is the heavy asset uh, working very well? Because very often, you know, training on these assets, so training on an aircraft or training on a uh, new train type oil rig oil rig yeah. that's that's costly you know and it's difficult for our clients in order to really schedule time for training on these assets so you know klm is an example where previously they would really schedule training t training time on an aircraft which is in the hangar but actually you know those plane planes need to be in the air obviously so you know it's it's quite costly in order to kind of invest training time on it so vr is definitely a solution and therefore also a positive business case in many uh, many cases yeah so uh, also air attendance, for example, then uh, definitely, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So that's more indeed on the soft skill side, but those topics are super yeah, interesting. Safety for, procedures like uh, yeah, drunk passengers. Oh yeah. So you said um, uh, the heavy assets. Um, you mentioned um, uh, banking with customer service. Like other, yes. other industries that are. Eventually, we're you know applicable to many industries. So you know the 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 opportunities are are you know amazing and great. You know. Um, we also see a lot of healthcare, for instance, so yeah. very procedure driven, uh, also contact with patients, but also all kinds of pr procedures within, um, you know, for, for, for doing operations or whatsoever. So, so there's a lot happening there as well. Yeah, I was always amazed in the hospital. I uh, recently had a, had a visit there and I'm amazed that there's always new people entering the room, yes. but always suddenly when they enter the room, they read all the information and they're on board. Yeah. And this information exchange is really... Uh, um, yeah, uh, incredible to see like how fast and how well those procedures are aligned with everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, that, that triggers onboarding as a use case, yeah. Yeah. which, you know, we are being used quite often for. So ASML is an example. Yeah. We're currently creating uh, an onboarding experience for, for the clean room. They hire so many people each month. Um, they need to be onboarded, right? Yeah. So, and you want to give them that proper experience, which you cannot give through any other type of technology. So yeah, read this PDF and then, you know, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't yeah. give you the feel for the actual product that they make and, you know, how that works in, in their factories. So, you know, you want to onboard people in that way and, and now they can use VR to do so. Yeah. Uh, Netflix is also a platform. And then later on, they started to produce their own content. Maybe Correct. not that they say we are the expertise in, but they, they then use the best producers, but they, they have the IP of that content. Is that, is that, could that be uh, uh, something that you... Um, Absolutely. And we're already doing that. So uh, we partnered with a couple of companies right now. So this this is still early stage. Yeah. But we partnered with a couple of companies. These are training, you know, more training companies who previously built e-learnings, you know, maybe did workshops, uh, flew around the world in order to give presentations. Yeah, they're experts. Yeah. Exactly. They're experts. So they put their knowledge right now into VR, into VR trainings and sell those, you know, VR trainings as, as you know, ready-made off-the-shelf content. Yeah. Uh, so we're currently working with a partner doing this in soft skills. So they sell their content, for instance, to, um, you know, management level uh, boards of, you know, Friesland Campina, for instance, Rabobank, 
so we are the technology provider, you know, that company, that training company delivers kind of the content and we've got the end client. Yeah. And the distribution towards all those LMS. Exactly. Uh, so we do all that distribution indeed. Yeah. And also in healthcare that's currently being used, but also in kind of more emergency service style training scenarios. I mean, this is being done already for decades with e-learning, but can now be done with VR training as well. Yeah. So we will go more into kind of that area and trying to kind of become a marketplace there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, in terms of the, the last uh, area that you touched, the analytics, the data, what, what is what is relevant data that you measure and, and is also relevant for the client? Yeah. So what we measure is kind of all the decision decisions that employees make throughout the training. For clients, this is super relevant because those decisions that are being made are often very primary responses from employees. So you imagine if you would wear a VR headset mm -hmm. and you would do a fire drill, you would see actual fire uh, happening, you know, in the building you normally work in, that's going to do something to you, right? So that that's going to create an impact. So either way you fight, flight or freeze, you yeah. know, that's what probably going to happen. So the chances that you would select the best option, you know, to keep yourself safe or your colleagues safe, safe is probably not the option you're going to go for the first time you're going to play this. Meaning that the data that comes out of it is really behavioral data, you know, it's really impactful data. So clients are really looking at this, seeing, you know, are there specific groups in the company who have a, you know, a more difficult time to select the right options in whatever scenario? Uh, do they improve over time, for instance? You know, do they start with one star, but after three times of playing, get to five stars? Or do we have maybe groups of people that, you know, know this procedure by heart, but uh, we really want to convince them to keep on playing in order to also experience the consequences? You know, yeah. maybe they know the procedure, but they've never seen the consequences, and it might be good to experience that as well. So, you know, data is really used from that perspective. But we get a lot of questions actually about data. Uh, so it's, it's kind of a component we really need to do way more more with um so the biggest question i think we get from clients is you know can we really use the data while people are in these vr trainings you know so we can actually guide them help them but also if they're in a classroom for example they take off the vr headset can we fuel a discussion based on data um so we're really working on tools and techniques right now in order to help trainers you know and give them a real position in the platform as well um in order to to roll out vr training more successfully yeah. What is also interesting, I guess, is the, the outcome of the training. Like, are people actually improved, not only in terms of their stars, Absolutely. but also uh, is it in effect in reality, like the, the bank robber? The, do you work on that with companies to, to see the effect of your trainings? Yeah, we do. Uh, I, I do have to say this this can be tricky. I mean, the, yeah. the effect can be long term. So yeah. it's, and, and, you know, you, it, it's hard to predict, you know, if there is a positive effect, is that really through that, you know, VR training? Probably it's a, a part of it and it's not fully. We've been part of a lot of research, though, where, for instance, VR training has been compared to e-learning. So uh, research uh, has been done, for instance, for CPR training, where medical professionals... CPR is uh, with heart? Uh... Uh, yeah, exactly. So really the, um, you know, the, the procedure you know when a, somebody would have an heart attack yeah, kind of the yeah. procedure all the way up to kind of the physical component so yeah. in vr doing a physical exercise is always tricky so this is really more the procedure in itself which must me be known by medical professionals you know of course so currently med medical professionals train by e-learning so they would see a movie about the procedure then they need to answer questions about this procedure uh, we made the vr training uh, the same questions were answered and, and they had a group of a few hundred medical professionals. And after a while, it, uh, it was clear that the amount of knowledge that was retained was far greater, you know, over 40% more 
uh, impact on remembering procedures when they were training with VR opposed to e-learning. Yeah. And and the causes of that is is probably related or I'm pretty sure it's related to the fact that, you know, you are not being disturbed. So you, you're wearing the VR headset, you're really there, you know, you feel the impact, you feel the emotion. Uh, if somebody would ask you, uh, hey, do you want a cup of coffee? You, you cannot respond because you're in VR, you need the brain power in order to kind of finish that training scenario, which is completely different doing e-learning behind a desktop. You know, you can answer that question. That's That's no problem. So I think that is uh, data that you also then use very much for your sales pitch. Absolutely, yeah. Like, uh, guys, uh, start using VR because uh, it helps. Ex exactly. Yeah. And we, we help clients with this as well. So also for clients internally, I mean, often VR is, is new, it's innovative. So they kind of need that, you know, uh, proof as well in order to explain within the company, hey, we, we, we start, we have to start using this way more and more. So we help clients with this research as well. So we've seen way more engagement, for for instance, from employees using VR than other types of training. So, yep. you know, way more uh, happy to, to use VR instead of other means of training, um, which really helps. And we get that information and we get that data. And, you know, obviously we use that in the sales process. Are you, are you um, focused on VR or is there also uh, with, uh, I think, the new Oculus? Not Oculus, but... MetaQuest. Yeah, that's, that's all by Facebook or by Meta, but you also have the one that is more uh, augmented reality. Correct. Yeah, there, there are different ones uh, from Meta. There's the MetaQuest Pro, for instance, yeah. which is kind of, you know, their first, let's say, AR headset. Yeah, we are definitely looking into that, yeah. So it's it's VR, what we do in that sense, that we, we bring situations to people. So, you know, wearing a VR headset means you're, you know, somewhere else, you're in a hangar, you're uh, in an office, you're, you know, on the streets, wherever, Yeah. while you're still sitting in your chair, you know. And, and that's something we would always do. So that's really the core of, you know, the, the product that we deliver, Yeah. which can definitely be done on AR headset. So we're currently, for instance, looking into features on, you know, using AR a bit more where people would be in the same room exploring uh, a VR training, but then can easily still connect with each other while wearing the VR headset or connect with a trainer while wearing a VR AR headset. You can also then use live objects, I imagine. Yeah, you could that definitely you wouldn't really do in VR because you can't find them in your uh, true your room. <laughs> true, but but you know, kind of the core of what we do is is in that sense story based training. So yeah. really putting people into situations. So bringing situations actually to people. So an AR is, is kind of has has a different approach. You yeah. know, yeah, it, it's really bringing people to situations and doing stuff within you know the real world. Let's yeah. say uh, while we're bringing worlds to people. So that that's really a different different way of yeah. looking at it. Yeah, so that's uh, like a uh, type of clients like the heavy assets. You you take away the whole heavy exactly. asset component because you create the world in the VR. Yeah, and both are you know obviously interesting, but you know we are really in yeah. in you know in the other area. In that focus. Um, yeah. In terms of the the state of VR, um, already for quite some years, uh, the hype uh, has been grown around VR. Um, what what is currently? How would you see the the state, and what do you see very successful happening in VR? Yeah, you can definitely see a change this year. So I think this this year has been different than than all other years, uh, really, because you see a lot more use cases. And and I'm seeing this a little bit more from a business perspective than a consumer perspective. Uh, so the hype you're actually referring to was more of a hype, um, kind of um, thought of at consumer level. So uh, headsets that were purchased way more, um, you know, way more VR games coming into the market. Yeah. Uh, you can see a difference there. there. There's been a lot of new hardware coming out this year. So, you know, the MetaQuest Pro, that's one, but also the Pico headsets, so Pico Interactive, that, that's kind of a major player currently in, in the 
in the VR market. But especially what we're seeing is kind of the, the business applications have been growing a lot. So we are also seeing that the demand for VR training, you know, definitely increases. I mean, this is also post-pandemic, um, you know, during the pandemic, companies have seen, you know, we need to do things differently. We need to bring, you know, scenarios, situations to people instead of the other way around. Has it been a good boost for you? Oh, absolutely. I okay. think so. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's not you know uh, strange. Let's say that this year the demand is growing. I yeah. mean, that this just just kind of the the post pandemic effect. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, you were continuing on like uh, uh, business applications. So um, in terms of uh, trends, like you see the training, but. Yeah, so what we're actually seeing is the, is that clients understand way better what VR is and where they can use it for. So, you know, early days we had to explain VR, what it is. Nobody had a VR experience before. So, you know, that sales cycle was long and there was a lot of, you know, uh, there was a lot of conversations going on, uh, a lot of explaining. Uh, that's completely different right now. So now we also see clients already having VR headsets, already having VR trainings as well. But they realize that, you know, if they purchase our platform, they can do even more. They can do different things. So VR has become mature as a hardware which is already the case for a few years actually yeah but it's way easier to roll out right now and and also the cost of of hardware yeah it's just it's not a lot especially not for enterprise but you can definitely see the maturity within clients because they now understand okay we we already have vr headsets we do you know 3d animations uh assembly training scenarios for instance but you know we're gonna purchase the product of warp vr as well because we want to have these story-based onboarding experiences as well so and you know because we're seeing that we now understand you know that these clients are way more advanced currently and they truly understand kind of the power of VR and the effect of it. So that really helps us in in getting these clients on board. Yeah. But then a lot of focus with VR here is on the learning and development. I or think is there other areas that you say like, hey, they are also really growing in the, in the business application. In terms of VR and, and business applications, absolutely training. That That's yeah. top, top application i think within ar you're going to see some different things right now so that's also really about communication it's also about you know doing actual procedures in the field uh it's about you know bringing data within you know work and in order to to be able to do procedures a lot better but that's way more the field of ar and i think that's that's upcoming but still for maintenance workers uh, yeah that could be a good application absolutely yeah, but it will also still take a few years. I mean, eventually, you know, the, you, you've got the first AR headsets right now, let's say, but, you know, the Quest Pro is 1800 euros. So it's, it's still costly. Yeah. Uh, you know, Apple's expected to come with the AR headset in, in 23. Apple Glass. Yeah, uh, we, we have to see how it's going to yeah. look or what's it going to be uh, named. But uh, I mean, the, the rumors are now so, you know, they're out there everywhere. Yeah. So, it, you know, it's probably going to happen. But it will still take five to 10 years at least in order for those headsets to become, you know, super lightweight, easy to wear uh, and therefore become a mass consumer market. So. Yeah, yeah. So probably from uh, from the business side going towards the consumer side later. Uh. Absolutely. You know, these AR headsets, which are currently in the field, are really uh meant for business yeah i mean they're almost not being purchased by consumers so it's it's really business applications how do you measure um as a company making an impact yeah i think we 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 make impact in in several ways so you know initially uh on the fact that you know we are a edtech company so you know we provide educational tools for our clients so you know we help clients and therefore we help employees i mean eventually those are the end users Mm -hmm. Uh, we don't always communicate with obviously but we can really help them and assist them with you know getting more experience in 
whatever you know they need to do in the field right whatever they need to do at work and we've seen the effects you know the bank robbery is is, is one of them uh but we've seen we've seen it more and we've heard these stories where you know employees are better at their work by using vr training than before and it's also kind of the let's say different approach to learning so that that's kind of really the effect of what we're seeing is that you know previously uh in in and this is exactly the same within education even primary education we tend to explain a lot and then we test you know and this happens within business all the time knowledge-based theory exactly very theoretical so hard to put into practice um and what vr actually now can do is directly test right so you put on a vr headset and you just test and if you get it wrong that's perfect i mean you've got the experience you get the consequence and you just try over and over again and this is what games as long as possible until you know it exactly yeah exactly and this is exactly what games do i mean you're not going to play a game and then explain you know how the game should be played that's super boring you're not going to do that so and and now and that's actually the vr mindset you know kind of approach i talked to talked about before yeah it's really learned by doing yeah so we really help help clients in, in in there um, I think what we're doing well, I think it's really assist clients where they need it. So yes, we can help them create these training scenarios in film, but we, you know, we, we have dedicated customer success people per client. Um, and we really try to help them how they have to put VR into practice. Um, and, and we've seen, uh, you know, uh, great results there. And, um, and it's kind of needed as well in this you know, almost era where um, VR still needs to become a little bit more mainstream. So in many cases, you know, VR is so brand new um, for companies because training is is a little bit conventional, like it's it's a little bit dusty. Yeah. So it's not always that innovative. So and then we come in, you know, with this technology and then we kind of need to assist and help them. Uh, and they're super happy with that. I mean, we yeah. get great feedback great reviews and and yeah, you need the ideation really uh, going into the unknown of vr like it might need a, a very different type of trainings that you need and absolutely don't just translate the, the videos or the pdfs you have well yeah and, and and we often see that the ideas are there i mean you know if you put somebody you know a vr headset on and and you let them play i don't know an evacuation training they, they put it off and they're like oh then i can do this and i can do that yeah. and this topic and this topic so it within minutes they got a hundred ideas but then still making it really work you know yeah with the learning goals exactly yeah. right learning goal good scenario high engagement uh they kind of need need some assistance there but but we're also seeing that's you know getting better and better yeah but, but when you talked you got me thinking also about like uh, being immersive and really the learning aspect uh the the current uh, uh discussions with the penalties uh, at the world cup of football where like they've trained those penalties so many times, but uh, really with the pressure, uh, they still crack on the pressure and yeah. that, uh, the, the pressure can't be really uh, uh, trained. Maybe with VR, you can simulate a full stadium more. What do you think about that? Like- yeah, yeah, I was actually thinking about this because yeah, obviously I've seen it and, yeah. and I saw the discussion around it. Uh, and it's interesting because, you know, you know, we tell clients that we can, you know, go super close to reality right yeah. including all emotions and impact and everything involved uh so talking about you know shooting penalties i think you know with vr you can get very close to reality uh you would never get fully there i mean i have to be honest as well because yes you can simulate the full stadium and you can simulate you know the uh, the other players also standing on the field looking at Champions you League anthem uh. exactly <laughs> but a part of this is also you know the years of time investment they've put into 
everything, right? I mean, the whole, you know, being able to play at the World Cup and everything. So that there's there's so much, you know, tension and pressure there. Yeah. I think you can simulate quite a bit of it, but not, you know, to to a full extent. And and you know, eventually this is the same for kind of business applications as well. Although I think it's a lot, you know, easier you know, to, to get closer to reality. So, you know, again, here, the bank robbery is a good example where yeah. it's not a hundred percent replica of exactly what's going to happen at the bank robbery. I mean, you kind of still feel like, you know, you're in a safe environment, you can make mistakes, but that's actually a good thing. You know, it's, it's actually a good thing for people to still have that connection to the real world because, you know, they still need to connect whatever they learn in their brains you know, towards something they really need to remember. And you kind of need that transfer for yourself as well. So you have to put up, put down the VR headset, realize, okay, uh, what did I just experience? And okay, how can I put this into practice? Also this year we've, we've been growing quite a bit, uh, which is really good. Uh, we're expecting kind of that same growth next year. And within, you know, hopefully a couple of years, we, uh, you know, will be kind of the, let's say also global known player when it comes to VR training. And uh, and on the same hand, I think the the, the VR market uh, in learning is growing a lot. Yeah, so then you're, you're riding the wave. We're absolutely riding the wave. Yeah, yeah. So you can see that within you know training altogether, even you know more offline classroom based, but also e-learning, kind of everything grows. So also you know post pandemic you know results uh, you know, um, but it but it's also kind of the war for talent, right? I mean, uh, ASML is onboarding so many people, but you know people are also leaving. So, you know, how can you retain employees? How can you get employees? And so you need to offer them career perspectives. Uh, and VR could be kind of a puzzle in, in, or a piece of that full puzzle, let's say. Uh, Do you believe that, that, that uh, have being able to offer VR training is a, is a perk for companies like ASML to their employees? Absolutely. And, and it's, really, it's not, not so much about VR as a technology. I mean, it's not, you know, it, it can help from kind of an innovative perspective at this stage, mm -hmm. uh, but it's never the main driver because what eventually is important is that people learn differently. You know, yeah. they, they get to they get to, to know procedures and experience procedures differently than that they're currently doing. Um, and that that triggers them, you know, that helps them also kind of in problem solving skills and, and all these kind of skills in order to kind of become more autonomous in in whatever you know they have to do for their job so yeah, really the learning and development the growth for people that's uh, what then uh, absolutely it's, uh, it's accelerated yeah yeah absolutely yeah. so uh, and and we believe vr is definitely and you know has a place in that so uh, yeah and uh, and in terms of, of of are there are there big competitors and, and what do you do differently yeah, there are, there are a few competitors. So if you're looking to the VR training market, there I think there are quite a few competitors. Yeah. I think you know most of them do offer you know, kind of the 3D animated, let's say, content, um, which has more freedom to to walk around and you know pick up things. Or so great for you know kind of assembly training. Or um, but it, it's kind of a different approach. Yeah. Uh, within kind of the story-based approach that we have, there are absolutely also a few competitors, not not that many. Um, what we have seen is that, um, well, I can also say we we had clients actually coming from competitors to us. So yeah. that's I think that's that's really great, uh, and and really because you know we've got a very easy to use tool, so it's super easy for clients to get going. Um, as, as creators, you know, of content, but also for the learners, for the employees, in order to fully understand the tools and put on the VR headset and just, you know, it's it's super easy for them to 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 start. So the plug and play and the the, the ease of use, then then that creates scalability for those clients. It creates absolutely. It creates yeah. scalability. Uh, it you know it gives them, it empowers you know uh, these these instructional designers at the clients because they now have tools in order to really you know 
bring their knowledge into VR and, and do a rollout in the company. You call them instructional, instructional designers. Instructional design. Well, that's a new word I've learned then. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, great. Uh, the whole uh, the the VR world was uh, a little bit unfamiliar for me yet, but uh, I've, uh, I've I've been immersed into it. A little bit and, less uh, unknown right now. Yeah, a little bit less unknown, and um, I'm uh, I'm quite curious actually to uh, maybe in the future follow one of those uh, bank robbery trainings or uh, yeah, it will be uh, will be cool. But um, good luck with uh, with growing uh, Warp VR. Thanks so much. And um, thanks for this. Thank you. Thank you.